everybody. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz. Welcome to another episode of Ends with Z. And this one, Cecile, I like to consider it as our transition episode because a lot is going on, a lot of changes mm-hmm. happening in our society, at the workplace, everywhere we go. And it's all because we're opening it back up after mm-hmm. over a year of being mm-hmm. locked down, safer at home, shelter at home. Even the names that we came up with, the mere fact that we were not living our normal life. All of that is is changing, and we keep hearing that we're going back to normal, except it doesn't feel like normal. For a lot of people, it doesn't. And even though we see a lot of positive, uh, this transition, you know, for a mm-hmm. lot of people, feeling uh, a bit overwhelming, it's going to bring with it a wide range of feelings that we're going to discuss. Emotions, excitement, anxiety, hope, stress, and fear. And I think mm-hmm. everyone listening to us, including ourselves, one of those feelings we have it absolutely and i think it it just almost depends on the day where you are what Mm -hmm. building you're going into what activity you're choosing Mm -hmm. to do because although there are federal mandates the cdc i think it was late last month that they announced if you were fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. you didn't have to wear a mask outdoors indoors i think you're only in certain settings based on a certain amount of people but then there's states each state has a different law or regulation mm-hmm. California we open up I think fully June 15, June 15th yeah. but then companies can make different decisions restaurant so that I think leads to still feeding into our anxiety mm-hmm. or even if you don't think you're anxious just the confusion of where am I what do I follow mm-hmm. what do I do speaking of anxiety this past weekend I was in Palm Springs for a birthday weekend with some friends nice. and somebody within the group had not left their bubble Wow. Since this all began, I mean, getting together in small groups. So I invited him out for a drink. I said, Mm -hmm. hey, why don't you join us for a drink? And he was telling me leading up to that three o'clock time that I told Mm -hmm. him I would come by to pick him up. He said he was so full of anxiety because he hadn't been in in a group setting where there's other members of the public there. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you're going on on just people being um honest with their vaccination status whether or not they're vaccinated and once we went inside and he looked around and and he just got this feeling he says okay i'm okay now Mm, good and just to see his face though but it was it was he was really really concerned and even myself i consider myself somebody who you know is pretty well informed yeah um when i was in those situations one of the restaurants we went to this past weekend had very large bridal parties. You know, they have uh, gals that go out there. To, oh, yes, to yes. And um, there was a table of 30 girls. Oh, my. Oh, and, my God. 30. Yeah, 30. That big a of a party. Several, several parties wow. that size. And when we approached the restaurant, I always have my, my mask in my hand. And the maitre d', you know, when, when I approached and I was looking around, and I, nobody's wearing a mask outside. Wow. When I go inside, same thing, the bar area full of people, nobody wearing a mask. And um, I think they saw the, the look mm-hmm. on my face mm-hmm. and they said, um, well, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Come on in. So, you know, you're really making negotiations with how you've been feeling the last year and a Absolutely. half. What to do, peer pressure, what everybody else is doing. Am I? It's like being in high school things? or grammar school all over again and how yeah. you react in that social setting. No, I, I agree with you, Quinn. And yeah. I don't consider myself to be someone that is particularly anxious. I consider myself to just be a very confident person mm-hmm. that I can put myself into any setting and we think things out yes right? we, we do like we, we do out. we think and, things yeah. out and we can calm we can calm mm-hmm. ourselves down i think yeah. one of the 
the great skills that uh, entrepreneurs have, I jokingly say, is we can talk ourselves off that ledge <laughs> almost every no week, kidding, right? right? To, to keep going. But I felt that way. I was recently in New York, my first full business trip since uh, March of, mm -hmm. of 2020. This was, I think, around the 19th. I, I was in New York for business. And I arrived the day before they announced that if you were fully vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask anywhere, indoor mm -hmm. and outdoor. I got to tell you, I was really excited to be back on a plane. I was really excited, which you still had to wear a mask. The and plane, they right. were not mm -hmm. joking. They told you the minute you came on board that you had to wear it both over. This is Delta. Mm -hmm. over your nose and your mouth. They said, if you are eating, which they're not feeding you yet, if you're eating or drinking, you take off your mask, you take a bite, and you put it back on, mm -hmm. that if you fall asleep, you have to make sure that the mask is on. They will remind you twice, and then there will be more severe consequences. And let me tell you, they were diligent about it, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. But we've seen in the news, there were fights broke mm -hmm. out, people... Somebody punched a flight attendant and yeah. knocked out two of her teeth. Yes, yeah. permanently banned, just for mm -hmm. doing what... I would argue a lot of people on the plane felt comfortable still having yeah. happen, which is still confusing because then you land in a city like New York and you don't have to wear a mask. But anyhow, I, I landed and I landed very, very early in the morning. I think it was two o'clock in the morning. Did you have your mask? Oh, I you? had my yeah. mask on. <laughs> I kept it on. I got in the in the my, my the car service. I went to my hotel, kept it on, woke up the next morning. And when I walked out on the streets, which I was so excited, I love to stay in Midtown, right by mm -hmm. the park. I was excited to breathe the fresh air. And when I walked out and no one is wearing a mask, I, I actually stopped for a moment. Gasped. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, I felt like what it must have been for women in the 60s during the sexual revolution when they took off their bras right. and swung them around and throw them in the park. That's what I felt everybody was doing. And, and it they were joyous. They had smiles on their faces. I was so nervous coming from California, and I thought, well, my mind wanted to be mm -hmm. there, but my body was not reacting. And then I remembered that the body holds as much knowledge, if not more, sometimes than the brain. My body was remembering, don't do that. I Just like I've, I've seen friends now that I want to hug, but I want to run and hug them, but I feel mm -hmm. like there's a moment where my body stops. Yeah, I had one of those moments this past weekend too where I saw somebody I hadn't seen in a while and we weren't wearing masks and that instinct of reaching out for a handshake, mm -hmm. all of a sudden I could see my brain calculating and <laughs> thinking. And then it went from a handshake to an elbow tap. Yeah. And we like both that, about that upward it. hug. It was a little awkward, but yeah. you know, I've been reading a lot of um, material that our executive producer sent us. And, and they said one of the things to deal with the stress is to bring some humor into yes. it. And that's exactly what we did. We did the elbow tap, the ha ha elbow tap. And it, diffused any sort of tension mm -hmm. knowing that we were still hey we're so lucky that we're not wearing masks right now mm -hmm. and we're with friends um but that there's still that in the back of our head that that worry that that yes. possible danger of, of we've been told to wear a mask for so long and, and i kind of got used to it yeah. and and here you go you can keep it in your back pocket for now i mean i i still have a little anxiety. Over yeah, it, me, me too. And that's why, to your point about humor, that's why immediately this is how I talk myself into not being anxious in situations. And I like to go to humor or logic or science. And that's why that image came into my mind. But you're right, Sean uh, Moe, our executive producer, was great in a lot of the data that he provided. Mm -hmm. And there's another piece of this that also makes me really stop and reflect when you say, they ask you if you are vaccinated. So we're mm. counting on the honor system. Right. And what have we lived through 
on a political basis the last endless, seemingly endless right. months is that we cannot trust each other. You yeah. cannot believe what you read, what, what you hear, truth, what right. is the truth. Mm-hmm. So now all this freedom and security and physical and, and, and safety and health safety is predicated on trusting someone saying, yeah, I'm vaccinated. We know that a large portion of mm-hmm. Americans, even though we're vaccinated at what percent, Juan, I think it's 50, 51%. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get to 70% by mm-hmm. the 4th of July, which would be fantastic. And herd, Im- herd immunity. But but yet we, we hear every day that people don't want to be vaccinated, that they believe it's not real, that they some people believe that, uh, you know, they're they're putting... A microchip in us and yes, I I that I I, I, I prefer to reserve my energy to have dialogue and discourse with people who actually mm-hmm. want to exercise logic. So uh, there's so much of that that I that it makes me still be somewhat nervous. And and you're right. I think one of the the great pieces of of advice that we're given is to continue to practice with ourselves and especially mm-hmm. others great levels of compassion and understanding. Correct. Because my experience to come back may be different than your experience to come back. Mm-hmm. And I think if we try and push ourselves too much, that has a negative effect. Or if mm-hmm. we try to demand others do the same thing that we think is right, um, is, is first of all, we may not be able to influence them. Second of all, we don't know how wound up people are. Like Nurse uh, Mary said, just oh, focus yeah. on you. This is, and she worked in, in the emergency room in New York mm-hmm. at the height of the pandemic and her advice to us was just focus on you. Focus self-care on self-care is something we've heard about over and over again mm-hmm. from our guests during the pandemic. Um, also something I was reading is just to help yourself cope with things mm-hmm. and, to, and to help your friends cope is knowing that moving forward um, things will look different mm-hmm. no matter what. Also you know, relish in the fact that progress has been made. We have these great vaccines that are working. We know hospitalizations are down. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We aren't hearing about the, the massive amounts of deaths mm-hmm. caused mm-hmm. by coronavirus. And, you know, no, you're not alone. We're still in it together. Correct. And um, I think living in California, mm-hmm. we're very lucky that we, we assume most people have been vaccinated, at mm-hmm. least within our circles and our friends. I know it at, uh, at work, everyone has been vaccinated because mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are coming back, but there's still others who are, are fearful to come back. So, yeah, and in the work that we do, Juan, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, we we do um, consulting work mm-hmm. with uh, large investment firms and very successful investment firms, both on human capital and leadership. And what I mean by human capital is basically the workforce talent. How do you engage your your employees? How do you bring the very best in them? How do you create the best culture and the mm-hmm. best environment where everyone thrives? So this has become almost the, the focal point now for a lot of companies because they, they do have to come back. We have mm-hmm. to come back in some way, but no one, it's, it's a recipe of, of a dish that everybody has to bake, but no one has the, the right ingredients yeah. is how do we do it? People are nervous. Companies will mandate you're back on site this many days or, or 100%. But I've got to tell you, from the work that we do and the daily conversations we have with people across the country, granted, these are um, high high level professionals mm-hmm. that make an extraordinary amount of money, but even they are not ready to come back, and certainly not the way we used to, not 100% back on site. Mm-hmm. How are we going to reconcile that? And a lot of it is because they say, 
I'm not sure that I'm ready. I don't think we're Mm -hmm. at herd immunity. I don't think we're out of this pandemic. And the other ones are saying, here's what I learned about um, work-life balance, working from home. I cannot have work-life balance going into my office, commuting two, Mm -hmm. three hours in each day, especially if you live in California, Mm -hmm. working 10, 12 hours there, coming home, and then expecting to be a wife, a husband, a partner, a mother, there's Especially since so many people had a taste of that over the Correct. last year, where they were able to work from home and and be effective. and live in sweatpants and um, yes and and um, just be with their families. I have a question for you as a, as a business owner. I know a lot of therapists say to um, look for signs in your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out and talk to them. As the head of your company, I mean, have you done anything different to check in with your employees just to make sure they're okay? Because there's so many people who um, you know. You may not recognize a sign. Juan, that's a really great question. And I am going to borrow it from you to, to incorporate it more with the conversations I have with my clients. Yes, I mm-hmm. have. Um, my staff, I'm very fortunate that they've been with me for a very long time. I consider them family and, and very, very close friends. And they're all different. Each one of them has a different approach in the right. way they feel. I think the unifying factor, thank God, for all of us is that we're all very logical people. We all follow the science and we understand the science. We're all vaccinated and thank God everyone uh, is COVID free, uh, has been COVID free thus far, thank God. But there's still fear. There's still way back in in your mind, right? All of them have tremendous amount of fear. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it when we have our our morning meetings, uh, usually the more meaningful one on a Monday. We spend, no matter how busy we might, may be, we spend a, a period of time just talking about how we're doing, how we're That's feeling, really what's great. happening. A lot of companies don't do that, so I commend you for that. Thank That's you. Really yes, and, and then I always talk about what's happening politically, what's happening in society, uh, and because it is a really safe place, and we're not back 100% on site, mm-hmm. it, it's, and I'm never going to require that, is going to be what people are comfortable to mm-hmm. do. Because the truth of it is, I miss them, I miss the energy, but it has to be what's comfortable yeah. for them. But I'll tell you, when I ask, when we ask each other, how are you doing, it is a really safe place to say, I'm not doing well today. Because I know Mm -hmm. that one of the things, and I know you and I were talking about this, Juan, before the podcast, one of the the positive things about going through this pandemic together is that people had the opportunity to say, I'm barely hanging in there. Right. And we were okay with that. No doubt. And so it was almost as if we were enjoying Mm -hmm. unexpected and unaccustomed for many of us courtesy and support and understanding from people that you may not even know really well because... Most people didn't expect you to say when they asked, how are you doing, to say fine or great or... Which is the standard answer. Absolutely. Almost comes out times, automatically right? without okay. you thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, uh, we were. I was reading this article that Sean provided us. Uh, they noted that most people asked, how are you holding up? Which is interesting because in that slight changed uh, change of, of mm-hmm. a question allowed people to say, you know, well, you know. And sometimes that's all you had to say, and people understood that you were having a hard time, but you were doing the Mm -hmm. best that you can. Even you just saying that out loud, it made me, my breath stopped. Mm -hmm. I inhaled and slowly exhaled. Mm -hmm. So it it does change the dynamic of asking somebody, hey, how you doing? Yeah, because doing requires that we're doing all the things that we normally Mm -hmm. do in our life, action, and most of us couldn't, we didn't have our life. We Mm -hmm. were just trying to 
piece things together and get to the next day and and giving ourselves that permission Mm -hmm. uh, to to have that kindness and that patience and that support because who knows think of all the things that people went through death anxiety grief a lot of people were Mm -hmm. unemployed and still are unemployed Mm -hmm. yeah and it's important to to let people know and to for us not to act like okay everything's headed back to normal everybody's okay because there's going to be a lot of people left in the wake of this pandemic that, yes. that are not going to be okay for a very long time. Absolutely. There there are more and more reports coming out saying that people are are, are living with a certain level of post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. because of, of the pandemic, because of all the changes and alterations and losses in our life. So when people say we're 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 going back, things are getting back to normal, I don't I don't think about that. What I want mm-hmm. to think about is not about getting back to, but what do I change at this stage? What do instead mm-hmm. of thinking of going in reverse, think about what do I change? What have I learned from all of mm-hmm. these really painful lessons and opportunities to recraft my life? How do I become a better me as an individual mm-hmm. and as a as a member of a society, as a member of 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 my family, as a as a boss? As, yeah. as a friend. And so I don't I don't want to go back to anything. We want to make things better for our listeners, for ourselves, and all learn together. That's right. So we move forward. So Cecile, what does moving forward mean to you? Well, I look at it first from the things that I don't want to bring with me forward mm-hmm. to this next mm-hmm. stage of next my chapter. life. So I, I think about the things that I learned uh, from COVID. And, and certainly I know a lot of us uh, learned what we don't want to have, what doesn't work for us, either in a relationship or habits mm-hmm. or friends or people, marriages. Unfortunately, we saw a lot of marriages uh, unwind and, mm-hmm. and marriages become much yeah. stronger. Friendships become stronger. So I think about the things that I don't want to carry forward into this new opportunity that we have to live our life um, and and the things that I want to leave behind. And then I think about the things that I'm looking forward to, how I want to create change. You know I love travel. Mm-hmm. I know you love to travel, That's Juan, right. and you tra- actually travel more than, than Sean and I do put together. And so I'm committed to traveling more. And it's interesting, they did a, a study of the things that people are looking forward to. And I think it was something like, the number one thing people are looking forward to doing post pandemic mm-hmm. is is traveling. Traveling. Um, interesting that the second uh, by nineteen percent was spending time with family, yeah. and and I get that. I I adore my family, and and I get to travel to see my family. But I know that people have complicated relationships with family members. But I, I think about the things that I want to do that I haven't had the opportunity to do. I think about doing more of the things that I love to do that I talked myself into being too busy mm-hmm. to do and tell myself so much you, you dance already yes. you run a business what what haven't what have you put aside well think things like taking vacation Juan, yeah. I don't take mm, vacation you know, every year that's true and I can tell you every single vacation that I have taken and I mean every single vacation I have taken in my entire life I have worked a portion mm. of those Except back in 2002 when we went to France and Spain. I don't think you were working back then. You know, I, I did I did take a couple of client <laughs> calls, but yes, that was that was a defining moment for our friendship. Yeah. I remember you and I said, well, because we, we really only knew each other for, for so long. I remember we both said, this experience is either going to 
make our friendship yeah. really strong or it's, or it's going to break us. And I said, yes, I think we'll end up being friends yeah. forever. And here we are. And actually it was 2001. Yes. So it's now 20 years it, it's been 20 years. Wow. Yes. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it was 20 years, yeah. April 19th, um, that we went on that trip. Mm. And look it, how much joy it brings yes. us talking about it. So We're both you smiling. Need, you need to get back to travel because I really do enjoy it. Yes. And, you know, that that was a lesson. We jumped into something mm. we hadn't done. I mean, to go across the, the world for 12 days with someone you barely know. Mm. Uh, sharing a room. There were three of us on that trip. Planes, trains, and mm-hmm. automobiles. No and kidding. A, yeah, and a lot of curveballs, <laughs> a lot of things we weren't planning for, a lot of like uh, being stopped for breathalyzers to see we, if we yeah. had been drinking when we hadn't had water. Not in the, even in the, water. In the, mm-hmm. Not even water for 10, 10 hours on a, in a car. That should have, trip should have taken us three. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so painful then, but we emerged from that. Yeah. These beautiful friends that I now consider you family. Mm-hmm. So that's what we think about, how how we emerge from this, mm-hmm. the lessons that we learn, and how do the, those lessons make us stronger? Yeah, what I've learned um, is I'm okay being in a lockdown type situation, being at home mm-hmm. with someone else, and that I've been successful at a, at a relationship for the last almost going on two years at the um, end of September uh, this year. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised myself at what I've learned and Moving forward, I see things in a very positive um, way. But um, as we're going to talk about in our next podcast, mm-hmm. not everyone um, sees the glass half full and, and that there are ways to get help. And I think all of us, even those of us like you who mm-hmm. are emerging from this, having the space to give priority to someone in your life mm-hmm. that I think you shared with us and I was so happy that you did, then uh, the normal Juan, the the, the, the Juan uh PP pre-pandemic would have maybe not been in this situation because you would have been too busy doing too busy doing yeah, things no to, time for that mm-hmm. to give this relationship a chance. You're right. Uh, and so what I've learned is is that um, it's it as much as I lovingly help people that I have to turn that light inward a little bit more mm-hmm. to me. Self care. Self care and. Nobody better than John Salamparis, mm-hmm. a psychotherapist here in LA, will join us in our next podcast to give us all guidance with love and, and insight on how we self-care and how we extend that compassion mm-hmm. and that patience and that kindness to people around us as we go back to living a life and how do we craft a life that serves us better. It's a wonderful conversation. So hopefully uh, to our listeners listening right now, They hit play on the next podcast. And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you over at endswithz.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great one, because above all else, you matter.